Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I love it when this happens, when Tom Jones messages me and says, Hey, you doing a podcast tonight? It's like, yeah, man. What time do you want to come on? Well, he's on. That's right. My former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now at the Pointer Institute, pointer.org. Wait a minute. Tom's coming on and the Bucks won? Well, that's the thing. He's not spring-loaded, or maybe he is. This may not be what you expect. Dun, dun, or dun. Maybe it's totally what you expect because the Bucks have won two in a row and he can't take it anymore. So that could be part of it. We're going to talk about not just the Bucks, but also the state of pro football and quarterbacking in general. And there, there's a lot to talk about with Tom. Hadn't had a chance to catch up with him for a while, especially about the Bucks. Just kind of where they are, Baker Mayfield, all of that. So Tom Jones coming up here in just a little bit. And speaking of the Bucks, we had a chance to talk to Todd Bowles following their big win at Atlanta. No updates really on the injury situation. He's still not sure of guys like Devin White, Jamel Dean, Vita Vab. That will come later in the week on Wednesday when they show up and they actually need a uh, an injury report. We did, however, have a chance to ask him about the touchdown run that Bajan Robinson had where the Bucks only had nine men on the field again. And they've had trouble with some substitution things throughout the years. Uh, that Bowles has been here. But this one was sort of egregious because you just can't stop, you know, a guy like that with nine players. Now, what had, what had happened was Will Golston a few plays earlier, and he's sort of that, you know, that inside the five package lineman had gotten hurt. And so for whatever reason, whoever his backup is, replacement, et cetera, they didn't get the word that Will was out for that particular series. And so, therefore, nobody ran in to replace him. And then another guy, according to Todd Bowles, ran off the field and wasn't supposed to. So that's how you get nine. 11 minus two equals nine. Embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, results in a touchdown, which uh, is the one thing you're trying to prevent. But it's hard to play 11 on nine football in the NFL. And it should not happen. This is professional football. You should know your assignment if you're the one that's backing up a certain player. Um, the coaches need to know to call on certain players, or if all else fails, there's a little thing called a timeout that Todd Bowles really uses, and so he certainly could have done that as well. But it was a, it was kind of a well-documented mess up, and a lot of people were seizing on it, obviously. So that's, uh, you know, something he addressed at least on Monday. You can also check out a video on my Twitter feed or whatever it's called these days. Um at NFL Stroud, and you can hear Todd Bowles speak about that problem. Overall, though, you know, pretty pleased, especially the way that the game ended. I thought it was very reminiscent of the Houston games we said the other night where Baker Mayfield took him down, scored late, and only this time the defense managed to hold him out of the end zone, which was their job. They tackled Drake London at the three-yard line, Bucks three-yard line. That's the game. Uh, you're defending the goal line, not anything else. So uh, big win for them, obviously. 
They're now in control of their own destiny in the NFC South at six and seven. And I tell you what, this uh, NFC is all bunched up. There's a bunch of teams now, including the Chicago Bears, are on the board in terms of you know also being in the hunt. And so I don't know what's going to come down to. There's not a lot of great records out there, uh, other than maybe Dallas and Philadelphia and San Francisco. So this would be uh, this will be a big game coming up in Green Bay. And the weather weather report is so far that on Sunday there will be a high of 41, which is balmy. So somehow, no snow. The Bucks are going to dodge it again. They did in the MC Championship game back in 2020, and it looks like they're going to get away with it again, playing on the not-frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And so that's huge, uh, huge for them. And, they, you know, look, give them a puncher's chance at this point against anybody. If they run the table, they are the NFC South champs. And I would think at that point, Todd Bowles and everybody else is back for another season. And some people out there are rooting against that. And we'll talk about that in a minute here with Tom Jones, my former partner, of course, at the Tampa Bay Times. But first, I want to remind you guys that uh, for the past 14 years, do you know the skilled pros at May Electric Solar? They've been installing solar energy systems in Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof electrical and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric, and Solar is also owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of the program. And May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, special holiday treat. This is my Christmas present to you people. Tom Jones joins us now. Woo-hoo. Tommy, what's up, brother? How are you, man? <laughs> I, uh, I'm just now recovered from the uh, the sensational Army-Navy game over the weekend. I'm Here just we now, go. it's two days, la- three days later. Did oh, you, you didn't like it? that goal line stand? That was drama, there, man. There was a goal line stand? I didn't see it. Yeah. I have, I got, can I be honest with you? Can I? Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched the Army-Navy game in a long time. Like, Really? When? Yeah. When did Staubach graduate? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know that you were around to no, watch it. Then. Seriously. So I, I a few years ago when I was at the Times, mm-hmm. I did that. You guys know, do like the two seat page two, you know? Yeah. And I would do lists and everything like that. And I and one year I came up with the idea of things in sports that used to be a big deal that aren't really a big deal anymore. Anymore. And, right. And I and I forget what else I had on there. It might have been like things that have gone away like wide world of sports or mm-hmm. uh, the, the nit whatever. the nit remember the nit used to oh be, yeah NIT when was we were younger deal. the nit basketball tournament was a really big deal mm-hmm. and i mentioned army navy Ooh. and it may have been the worst career decision <laughs> that i ever made uh, yeah i can see why every veteran and my dad was a veteran he was in the air force not army or navy but yeah. my father-in-law was in the navy and Every veteran ever came out of the woodwork to absolutely 
want to send you to some other country other than ours. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, I, I, but I have to stick by it. I don't, I just don't find that game to be that. Now you're, when you say game, okay, it's, it's, it's as much anything. It, it's sort of the pageantry of the event, right? right? I mean, it's an event. It's an all, event. And all it, the cadets and, and all the, um, Sailors, naval men. I don't call them sailors. What am I? It was this Popeye. Midshipman. Uh, midshipman. Midshipman. There you go. Gosh, I know this, and I'm sounding terrible fail here. All the midshipmen yeah. uh, and all the cadets, they all go. Like they, they, they bust them down there. Like it's a, you know, and so it's the pageantry of them, you know, in the stadium, um, the enthusiasm that they show. Um, and then, you know, there's more patriotism just in one little event then you'll you'll get in a thousand football games absolutely absolutely however and, and every guy who's out there playing is this is not what he's there to do no like they football. have they have pledged their life he is there to protect this country to protect you yeah <laughs> and protect me and fight for this country and right I get so i can that see why I you pre- don't like it no but what you're saying is I, game, I don't want to put words in your mouth it's not a good football product if you're if not. you're just looking specifically at what's happening between the lines that's not up to D1 college level, right? No, right. And I remember a few years ago after I wrote that, somebody, and I wish I could remember who, said, hey, I'm going to take you to a game sometime, Army-Navy. We're going to go, and you're going to see how much. And I'm sure if I were there, it would be great, but I never went. And so, no, it's not a game that I – it's one of those games, too, that I, I turn it on. I'm like, hey, Army-Navy. And then I'm like three plays in, I'm – Next thing I know, I'm watching. You know what it says to me, and I I don't really watch the game that much. Although I I was on an airplane, so I kind of was watching and then turned it off because I forgot about. Um, Because I think at that point Navy was losing pretty handily, or at least by a score, which is pretty much all you need. (laughs) Um, But the the thing about it is, it's 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 a signal to me that college football is over. I feel sad that day only because it tells me, oh, what's on today? Uh, it, college, oh, it's just it's Army Navy. It's so, Army Navy and like so it's four signals, Division the year, Two. The year's over, right? Yeah. Like the the college right. game days there, but that's not the same thing. It's like there are no college games today. There's nothing left but bowl games, right? You know, yeah. Then, Army Navy Day is usually the same day as the Heisman Trophy. That's uh, correct. Presentation, yeah. right? And then, like I said, and then there's like. There's like three other games that involve schools like South Dakota State and yeah, know, yeah, the FBS and all that. Yeah, and, and schools that you never heard. Of. So again, look, I'm not dumping on the on the, the tradition of Army Navy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but the game itself. Yeah, I just can't get into it. I just I have you don't like the Wildcat offense. <laughs> they run. <laughs> they run. it's great when they throw it. It's like I remember <laughs> when we were young too. Like Oklahoma would play and they would throw a ball. And it'd be oh, like, it'd oh be my like gosh, Oklahoma just threw yeah. the ball. Look yeah. at that. They faked the triple option. I can't yeah, believe Keith, it. Keith Jackson. Oh, tell you, throw the well, ball. Not that, not that Keith Jackson. Ah, the, okay. The, the, the tight end Keith Jackson. <laughs> but you're right. That's it's the only good, one that matters, pal. <laughs> that's true. But remember, there was a Keith Jackson that played tight end. Yeah, played for the Eagles, up, right? Played for the Eagles. That's right. Yeah, he's a hell and of a player. And I remember like, he, he caught like four passes one year. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's a big deal. He caught four passes. At, at that's funny. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's uh, football has evolved, and um, you know, and thank thank gosh for that. Although we can get to the larger issue of of, of bad quarterbacking throughout the league these days. Um, but let's. I, I wanted to get your take on the Bucks, and and look, Bucks fans that listen to this podcast, and there are legions of them because they hit us up on the timeline all the time, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everybody that listens to this. 
Um, I, you know, you, you watch it from afar. I know, you know, you're not obviously, you know, going on the road with me and writing columns and having fun and stuff, but like at the end of the day, here's what I, here's what I find about, and maybe it's just, it's, you know, I get jaded by social media, which is really maybe not a good representation of people necessarily, but there is so much dissatisfaction when this team wins. (laughs) It's seriously, it's almost as if, oh man, they won. Like, can we just get get rid of the coach, fire everybody, let's get the highest draft pick we can? You were a fan of teams growing up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you root for your team to really be so awful that they would then benefit from their awfulness? In other words, like when you flip it on, at what point in the season you just go, I just hope they lose every game. I I don't know that I could be a fan, and I haven't been for a long time. Maybe I forget this. But I can remember when I was young and, and you know, a team, if it was the Dolphins or whoever it was, like, you, you didn't care what their record was. On that particular Sunday, I thought you wanted your team to win, right? No matter how you, bad you, they were. A lot right. of bad yeah. Bucks teams, you know, teams that were never going to get in the playoffs. But it didn't matter. If they were playing Walter Payton, you're like, well, they got the game, you know, or they're playing the Rams, they got Eric Dixon, maybe they can slow them down. Like, I always thought that that's sort of your, you know, as a fan, you root for your team. I have never, re- I don't remember the culture or the generation where they said, nah, I want my team to suck and suck bad. Suck for luck, or you remember when, when yeah, uh, right, Andrew right. Luck was coming out and all that? That's that's foreign to me. I don't know how you could do that necessarily. But especially with this much time left in a season. I could see if you're going into the last game of the year. And oh, sure. And it's one, one pick back, one or two. Yeah, yeah. You got one win or two wins, and, and if you lose – you you guarantee yourself the number one pick. We 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 covered a game, Rick, oh, yeah. where the Bucks absolutely tanked mm-hmm. <laughs> to get their choice between Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. You bet. And uh, and so I understand that, but I can But I'll give you. It's not a great example, but when I was a kid, I was huge Steeler fan. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Then I then I you know like you we, we cover these things and you lose all allegiance to everything. Sure. Well, now that I don't cover it anymore, do I? Watch the Steelers a little bit closer than I than I do other teams. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. so. Them mm-hmm. and the Bucks, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that I absolutely believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are going nowhere. They're stuck in this like barely mediocre because they don't range. have a quarterback. Tom, they don't have a quarterback. But here's the thing: so last week, they're the last two weeks they play Arizona two weeks ago. Yeah, play New England last week on the Thursday night game. Yeah, and I, honestly. What's the best thing for the for the Steelers is to lose. They should they might because they're not going to they're not a championship contender. So and lose so, and get a lose better draft and get a better draft and pick. Take a quarterback. I'm watching that game and I see Mitch Trubisky go back to pass and I don't get crazy like I did when I was young. As soon as he drops back to pass and lets the ball go like he's like he's the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Like, I'm going to throw a ball over that mountain. Like he just I'm like what are you doing? I I went nuts. <laughs> And afterwards, I thought, no, it's actually good that they lost this game because you're going to get a draft. <laughs> but in the moment, no, I was upset that they lost to a really bad New England Patriots team, and it was two weeks in a row that they lost to a team with two wins. Yeah. And so, and so, no, I get exactly what you're talking about. Like, I don't understand. May, you know, maybe it makes sense if you thought they weren't going to go nowhere. But I'm telling you what, Rick, I watch this NFL each and every week. I watch the red zone like crazy. Oh yeah, it's great. and from week to week. I mean, it literally, if you went back and watched like, like shows like Get Up, there were times this season where people were like, I don't know. I don't know if Dak Prescott can play. 
I don't know. If oh, he can play yeah, they were burying a kid. And yeah. now all of a sudden he's like, he's the MVP, right? He's That's the best right. quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. And the yeah. same thing, like Kansas City. There's no one gonna, no one's gonna be Kansas. They actually had a graphic up there, like this was like week seven. Mm-hmm. Who who has the better chance of winning the Super Bowl, Chiefs or Eagles? Yeah. And now, I'm sure the stories both of them today are. What's wrong with the Chiefs? What's what's wrong with the Eagles? Oh yeah, neither one are winning. So you get into playoffs. I'm not saying the Bucks are a contender, but as you always say, Rick, it's why they play the games. So I don't understand this mentality of I hope they lose because they actually have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, and that's chance. the thing. Like if if you're you know if you're mathematically eliminated and it's a difference between five wins and three wins or six wins and four wins, like. You know, okay. You know, if you've identified a quarterback or two that you think are going to be there, and if you get to ten, that's bad. I can see that. You know, from a, a discerning eye, if you're a fan. But this, but this is like the Bucks. Look, no matter who they play, if they were to win the NFC South, the NFC South champion is going to get the highest ranked wild card team. It's going to be Philadelphia or Dallas. Okay, last year Dallas came here and absolutely boat raced them. You know, just right. done. And however, however, if Dallas wins the division, this Philadelphia team isn't as good as last year's Philadelphia team, no. right? Right. And even though they got 10 wins, I'm not saying they're bad. You know, I can remember six weeks ago, the 49ers had lost three in a row and everybody was saying, oh, they're, they're not very good. They're done. Now they're the best team consensus in football, all of football, not just the NFC. Right. So it is a week to week league, but it's just some some of you people, you freaking people, as Steve <laughs> Dubin would say, um, they just they would rather like they say nasty things about the quarterback, nasty things about the coach. And I'm I'm not gonna stand up here and tell you Todd Bowles is the best coach that the Bucks have ever had or the best head coach in the league. I mean, he's had one winning season in all the time he's been a head coach. You know? Mm-hmm. Now we can we can analyze this and say, well, you know, he worked for the Jets and they didn't have a quarterback and so on and so forth. Doesn't matter. You are what your record says you are, as Parcell said. But the story hasn't been written, right? I mean, believe me, I got a few paragraphs to it, but it hasn't been written. Right. And and so when you got four games to play and you control your own destiny, who's to say they can't go to Green Bay and beat the team that I'm watching on Monday night football isn't very good. They've been better, but they're not good tonight against the Giants. And it's going to be a 40-degree day. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so he said, well, if it's weather, and who's to say? And then Jacksonville comes here. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Threw three interceptions on a bad wheel the other game. I'm not Look, I'm not predicting they run the table. But what if they run the table? <laughs> you know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, that's like, the thing. If you get in, you give yourself a chance. There are plenty right. of teams. Now, do I think I, I'm with you? Do, am I sitting here saying like, "Hey, watch out for the Bucks, sneaky good"? I don't even think that. But you get in, and you never know. And I'm telling you what, Rick, taking sort of a macro look at this team, and 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 not being there each and every day. I'll tell you what, man, I am way more impressed with Baker Mayfield than I thought I was going to be coming into this season. A lot I of thought, people don't like him at all. Like this is the thing, I, and about I don't Baker. get that. I'm telling you because I I look at the league every week. And I watch some really bad quarterback play, and right. so does everybody else. I'm telling you, a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers would would give up anything to have a guy like Baker Mayfield. As you think they would really? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Hmm. I mean, that. Team well, he was, beat the Steelers in a playoff game in in his third year with Cleveland. They got a good defense right now in Pittsburgh. They have no quarterback. 
They got no quarterback, even with yeah. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. He's, you know, and I, I'm just saying that I watch this guy. He can make all the throws. Now, am I, if I'm starting a lead, if I'm starting a team right now, is Baker Mayfield my first choice? No, don't get me wrong. But I'm mm-hmm. just telling you, he gives you a competitive chance every week. He does. Yeah. And he, you got a chance. He, he, he'll, he'll run for first downs. He'll put his mm-hmm. head in there. He's a competitor. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you're in that locker room, Rick. I'm not. I guarantee you his teammates love him. They love him. And, and, and to a man, and I've talked to, you know, almost all of them, uh, they love what he represents. You know, he, he's been described as a, a quarterback with an offensive lineman's mentality. I think that's fair. He's definitely the Pied Piper. Guys follow him as soon as he got to Tampa. Um, you saw him, you know, chugging beers at every venue in, in, in the city, <laughs> uh, sports venue anyway. Um, but more than that, like, and I think Dave Canales said this, he goes, the more chaotic the situation, you know, more pressure, more things going wrong out there, the better he plays. Like, he'll fight you, you mm-hmm. know? And I've heard people compare him to Jeff Garcia, which, you know, when the Bucks had him, it's not a bad comparison. Like, Garcia was just good enough to win enough games, get you the playoffs, was never going to win, you know, a Super Bowl maybe. And I don't – maybe that's Baker. But, like, here's the other thing that I think is interesting about fans. Like – this was a team that some experts, and maybe they're smarter than me, thought they were the 31st ranked team in the whole league. Like there was no one, maybe one team worse, right? And so I thought, I said at the time, like, you know, probably at, at best an eight or nine win team, but the absolute ceiling is 10 wins. They're never going to go over that. And more likely somewhere in that, you know, six to eight range or six right. to nine range, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, it's not that much different. And I'm telling you, people people act as if they suck. Baker sucks. The coach sucks. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, right. well, okay, first of all, what were your expectations here? I mean, they're paying $35 million dead cap money for Tom Brady and $4 million to Baker Mayfield. Okay. So you got a quarterback for four million. They paid millions of dollars to Jimmy Garoppolo, millions of dollars to Derek Carr. And where are those teams? I mean, Derek Carr's team's exactly where Baker Mayfield's is. Right. And I'd rather honestly I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. I would team. too. I would too, because I think Derek Carr's played horribly right. this year. And I think well, that's you, Rick. You coming into this season, I, I mean, there wasn't anybody. It's like, okay, you got the 49ers and you got the Eagles and you got the Bucks. Those right. are the three. Like, nobody right. was saying that. But if you don't beat those teams or there's bad plays or there's, you know, now look, they absolutely should have beaten the Houston Texans. You know, you score with 46 seconds, you should win that game. Right. Right. When the other team needs a touchdown to beat you and CJ Stroud throws for a rookie record and five touchdowns, you got to win that game. You know, by this past week, uh, Baker had done very little in the past game. They didn't give him any opportunities. They made him throw on third down a lot. And but he's got less than 100 yards going into the final drive. And then he, you know, and he takes him down 75 yards, throws a dime to Chris Godwin for 32, and then a touchdown to Kate Otten. And there's there's this attitude of sort of like. Yeah, but we suck. <laughs> it's just I don't. You know what I mean? Like I, I, no, I don't I, know. I get what like you the, mean. the idea is to win the game. They weren't very good, and then and then you know what they did? They almost blew it again. Well, did they? Because right. they tackled a guy at the three yard line that had no chance of going to the two yard line. 
You know what I mean? Like the job is when you get to that, you want to eat up the clock. You want to keep them in bounds, use up all their timeouts, and then you just want to guard the goal line, basically. Now, C.J. Stroud threw it into the end zone, and they made a play, and Carlton Davis blew the coverage, and you know it was a touchdown. But in this case, they didn't throw it in the end zone because there was eight guys standing across the line, the the goal line, and they made it, came up and made a tackle at the three, and it was like you almost blew it again. Did they? I just the NFL is such a wacky league, Rick. That week in and week, you as you said a minute ago, it's a week to week league. I remember games earlier this year. Take the, the the Denver Broncos. They they give up seventy. They were seventy, man. They give up seventy to Miami, and people were like, "I think Sean Payton's not going to get through the season." I don't understand how Russell Wilson's still there. Or how does and his now, defensive coordinator stay another day? And now all of a sudden, Rick, like they they were borderline like a playoff team. A minute well, they ago. still are, right? Yeah. They're still in contention. They still have a oh, chance. Absolutely. No, I don't think they could, they're going to go anywhere. They may win that division. But it's, I mean. I mean, and that's eight and five a, I, is Kansas City, and they're not that much worse than them. Right. And so every week, that's, and you never, again, you never, Cincinnati, they start off horribly to start mm-hmm. the season. And then all of a sudden, like, Burrow's Then they're rolling, up, yeah. And then they get rolling, and then Burrow goes out. And they're right. like, okay, they're done They're now. done. Nope. Well, all of a sudden, no. Here comes this other kid. He comes in. And he's playing out of his mind. Yeah, yes. the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. it's I I just say when it, when you look at teams and say what's wrong with them, well, probably nothing's wrong. They're probably they're playing with the way they are at the moment. Yeah, and that's why I look at the Bucks. They they, they yeah. are the Bucks are what what are they? Doing? They're, six hard, and they're, seven? they're what six we and thought seven, they were. They're six and seven. Yeah, six and seven. Yeah, that's about right. Six and seven, seven and six. Every game it feels like across the NFL is a one score game. Every team, every game you I watch. Like I said, I watch at red zone. And yesterday, I think there were seven early games. Like five of them were one-score games coming down in the last two minutes. Oh, yeah. That's every game. Yeah. And if you make a play, and look, the other guys make plays too. C.J. Stroud's getting paid yeah. pretty well. For, it's who for makes Houston. plays at the end to win the game, right. to win or lose the game. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And, you know, they did make the play in Houston. They did make the play. You know, in Atlanta, I mean, it was a similar situation coming down the stretch, and that all those, you know, the, look, I got a lot of complaints about the NFL this year. I, I think you know, it, it's been a lot more low scoring. I think the quarterbacks, on the whole, are bad. You know, they're bad. I mean, and, and look at who's starting these days. And there's in, or they're injured. They're out for the year. Is there anything, I, Rick? I, I don't know what you can do to prevent it, but Nothing. I mean, I, I think there is a concern that, gee, like some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Aren't, aren't going to be around. I mean, well, get there's used some really to good quarterbacks not playing. I would say get used to it because quarterbacks don't play the way quarterbacks used to play, which is from the pocket. The biggest change in football since I've been doing it, and I think everybody really since that long, 100 years ago, you know, we wore leather, leather helmets. But <laughs> um, it's that everything comes from the bottom up, right? Youth league, high school, college, pro, right? And that's your farm system, basically. And so... A while back, youth leagues, then high schools, whatever, decided, hey, you know what? My, I'm going to put my best athlete at quarterback because they can make plays with their feet and they might be able to throw the ball enough, you know, that that guy's going to hold the ball on every play because he's, he's my best player, right. fastest guy, whatever, right? And so, so the one of the colleges start getting, they started getting those high school quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Then the seven-on-seven, seven, they throw the ball more than they ever have in all the seven-on-seven seven tournaments and things like that. But you're getting guys that, you know, here comes the RPOs, and that gets into the college game. Now you're starting to see in the NFL, 
The problem is when you get to the NFL and everybody you play is what? An NFL player. You know, there might be seven of them in Alabama on defense, right? Right. But but they're not there's not eleven on both sides of the ball in every single snap that you you play. You're playing against NFL players every day. Everybody. And so when they when they start playing, you realize, yeah, let me run this, let me, you know, let me run this little run option over here. Oh no, I just got splattered by a two hundred and sixty five pound guy that runs a four four. Okay. And now and now Anthony Richardson you broke your collarbone or you broke, you know, you broke your shoulder or whatever, you're out for the year. That's what's happening to the game. Well, the, the unfortunate part too, Rick, is, is I think it's hard to win without those guys. If you don't have a guy that can run around a you little You need bit. a guy to make three, two or three first downs, yeah. Yeah, that's what – I mean, I, I realize that you still have guys who are traditional pocket passers. You know, Brock Purdy's kind of a still pocket passer and Joe Burrow before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But those guys – as, and, and you and I have talked about this all the time. You need a quarterback who twice a game on third and seven can run for a first down. Yep, if, you if do. If you need him to. You do. And a quarterback, Preferably and out of bounds or slide, yeah. Right. But, I mean, guys like – I mean, if you're asking me some of the guys who, who, I, who I want to be my quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. uh, J, uh, Josh Allen. Some guys that can can beat you with their feet as well right. as their arm, but you also know that there's a real good chance that someday someone's going to lay them out, and oh, and then I got to go to, you know, Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's what's happened, and and so, and I think too, you know, the league has lost, the league has lost so many, you know, of the the old guard, right? And and I'm gonna, I'm not talking about Y.A. Tittle here. <laughs> or Uncle Fran Tarkington, like I, I mean, just Uncle think about. Fran. The, did you see Uncle? My, let me did. just interrupt real quick. I you did. sent me a you sent me a text the other day. Uncle Fran <laughs> went off on somebody breaking well, down the NFL. Just talking about what was he talking about? He's like Tim Boyle or something. He's like he's, he's busted quarter, on quarterback. Quarterbacks are god awful. Uh, <laughs> if you if, those of you that that uh, love and still uh, hope for the Rick and Tom show, like we got so Uncle Fran was a regular guest. For one year. I and think. I remember, like, I remember early on, and let's admit it, you know, we were both like, Fran Tarkington, really? Like, I didn't even know Fran, last time I saw him, he was doing that show, That's Incredible, or whatever. Was like you know, Chuck Muncie wasn't around? Like a thousand years ago, and I'm like, why is he, he's not going to say anything. And like mm-hmm. the first week, he said Josh Freeman was god-awful. So I watched that guy, he was god-awful. And he and went that made, viral. Like, nas- made national headlines. <laughs> <He> went viral. <laughs> Put us on the map. Crazy Uncle Fran, the guy that shows up at Thanksgiving. Put us on the map. But no, uh, but but what has happened is, so all these legacy quarterbacks, right? The Roethlisbergers, the Bradys, um, the Mannings, both of them, the Phillip Rivers, right? All these legacy guys who who did it from the pocket, right? They're all done. Like, they're Model Ts, man. You know, here comes Tesla. And so... Quarterbacking in general has gotten worse, in my opinion. You know, just just the the, the scores are down. Um, that's why a guy like Dak, who I think has been good for years, but he's in Dallas for so much scrutiny. Um, that's why the guys that can throw it and do it from the pocket, and he obviously extends plays and things too. But there's so few that I can tell you 
unequivocally right now. Um, and you got to have a good supporting cast around him because, you know, Brock Purdy is that guy, right? Brock Purdy's a pocket guy, right? But what does he have around him? Fantastic players. Like, but unbelievable you know what? I, and, I, and I know you agree with me on this. Like, I, I don't, that shouldn't be a reason to say the guy's not, not great. Oh, he's got, he's surrounded. By no, I think talent. he's really good. I think he's no, way I think under- he's good too, but you know, also surrounded by great talent. Joe Montana was Joe Montana. Great talent. Yeah. John Elway. Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> oh Troy my Aikman. God. Yeah. Troy Aikman. Like those yeah. guys were surrounded by great talent. And that, and that's what you need as a quarterback. Like you're, you, you, all you can do, you can't snap it to yourself. You can't protect yourself. You can't run routes and get open. Like it's the most dependent position on the field. Everything's got to be right for you. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, all those guys you mentioned had a bunch of Hall of Famers, you know, and they had something to do with it, obviously. Sure. You know, the first two Super Bowls the Steelers won, they weren't they weren't waving the towels for the offense. No, although you know? although they had a great running game, you know, with Franco. Oh, it was Franco and Blot Rocky, but they still you go back and watch those Super Bowls. Oh yeah, no, I they didn't pass for 150 yards. Oh no, they were throwing the ball. But you know what happened when my friend Tom Moore got there? Still they were throwing for 350 yards, and Terry Bradshaw right. won two two MVPs. And Lynn Swan and John. And then it was about Swan and Stallworth. Yeah. That's right. right. So, so the game evolved, right? Um, but yeah, it's I I think this has been a couple years, and then and, and so segue that to you were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, and I know you're not a big fan right now, as as is probably most people in Pittsburgh. Um, but I will I will say this: um, it's what we do. Um, AFC North football. Yeah. We got to regroup because that's what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, here's the thing. So Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick. Okay, Belichick, you must say, is a pretty good coach. Oh, yeah. Like he's chasing down Shula, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Six Super Bowls, heard of them, right? Mm-hmm. All that, right? But he loses Tom Brady. You know his record. He's he he's more, and I know he just beat uh, Tomlin head to head, but he's fewer games under five hundred. Tomlin is like four or five over. I think Belichick going into a couple weeks ago was like three or, three or four under five hundred. Since they both lost, what Roethlisberger yeah, and Brady? I yeah, actually, I, Tomlin I think is now. I think he was one or two games over five hundred without yes, Roethlisberger. He was. Now he, he might was. be a game or two under or right at five hundred. I think he's right around five. He was he was three over a couple of weeks ago. I don't yeah, know what yeah, he's now. He's that lost two. Right. That sounds and, right. And Belichick was about five under. My point is, and you could say, well, it's passed him by, or he's worn out his welcome. All that might be true. It's about the players, man, and it's about specifically about that quarterback. When you lose a guy like Roethlisberger or Brady or Manning or Elway, like that's that'll make bad coaches out of a lot of people. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Let me ask you this though: when you talk about today's, let's let's take the Tampa Bay Bucks and let's say somehow, okay, Todd Bowles. I'm not going to fire him, but let's say for whatever reason he leaves. He's not the head coach. He gets fired. A, you have say. a head. You have a head coaching opening. Yeah, and then they might. You have a somehow you luck into Caleb Williams or uh, the kid from LSU or what or mm-hmm, Penix mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and now you have to hire a coach, and you have Belichick's available and Tomlin's yeah. available. Yeah, are you interested in either one of those guys, really, or am I going well, to say, you know what, I want to find who's the hot shot coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, how about Todd Munkin who? 
who knows how to run an offense. Mm-hmm. Aren't, isn't that the way you want to go at this point? It is how I want to go. I, 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 and nothing. Those guys have had great careers, right? But Tom, but you know, Ben was already there when Mike got there, right? Right. Uh, Brady had was a backup, but Drew Bledsoe was a pretty damn good quarterback for yeah, Belichick when Brady showed up. So Belichick was already winning games, right? Because he had invested a first round pick and he got, you know, he got a good one. So, but I'm with you now and, and I, and I will make this prediction until the cows come home that you always get what you didn't have. Right. Right. Um, now you can't say that about the Steelers cause it seems like they've always had the same guy, right? Like, yeah, like a CEO um, type coach. Yeah. Yeah. But like Cow Cower was what? A special teams then defense, right? Right. Right. Um but but like no, you're you you're gonna absolutely right. If you're gonna take a quarterback, then you you're gonna try to find an offensive minded coach to develop them. You're gonna try to marry the coach and the quarterback. And oh I got news for you too. No coach is coming here unless he has a quarterback. Right. If he has a choice, right? If he doesn't have a choice, if it's the only head coaching job he's offered, then he takes it because you don't turn down the first job, right? That's Byron Leftwich. Right. Um, you know, you, you you take that first job. But I I firmly believe that you're going to find somebody who is an offensive play caller um, that's a coordinator that they're going to try to marry up with a young quarterback now whether he plays the first year or the second or third year i don't know it depends on where they're drafting um but yeah no i i i think i i think the game you know it's a it's an offensive game even though points are down and all that stuff and the pendulum has swung a little bit there's some good defensive coaches that have won plenty of super bowls too starting with belichick but i think it's harder like there's just a mentality and i think it's a criticism of bowls a little bit too is that Every defensive coach that I've ever covered, head coach, they all wanted to play this complimentary style of football, which is code word for, yeah, we're not going to probably be very explosive. Now, we don't <laughs> right. mind points. Like, we want to score points, right? We're just not sure how to do it. Because within our structure of our offense, we want to keep our defense on the sideline. We want to rest our guys and keep them fresh, right? So we want to control the football, which is code for – we're going to be boring and running on first and second down and hope our quarterback can you know move the chains on third down. Every single one of them are like that. And they think they should win 9 to 7, you know, if they have to. Like their defense right. should make up the difference. That's the way Tony was. Um and I it, it's just sort of it's just what I've experienced. I don't well, know and, I, and I think this is something that Bowles is going to run into. And, I, and again, I, I don't know enough anymore whether to know Bowles is, you know, a good, you're there every day. I don't see him each and every day. Yeah. And I think the problem that defensive coaches run into, you're right, Rick. First off, the league is so offensive geared mm-hmm. these days. The rules are set up for the offense. The, it's an offensive league. And so if the defense doesn't shut down the other team, which is nearly impossible anymore, you're going to give up 17 points a game, 20 mm-hmm. points a game. Sometimes mm-hmm. you run into a guy who goes crazy like Mahomes or Allen or two or whatever. They're, they're going to put up 30 points. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're, de- you're, the- you're hired to be a defensive coach. You're not even stopping the other team. You fall into that. And then when you do hold the other team to, four- to 17 points yeah. or whatever, and you lose 17-14, well, you have so a defensive coach who doesn't know anything about offense. There you go. So That's right. You I almost think like a de- right, and I almost think a defensive coach probably gets 
more scrutiny that way than the offensive coach. That's a great point. Who loses you get blamed games for 45 both. to yeah. 42. You know. Right. They're not going to blame John Gruden if Monty Kiffin's defense sucks that day. Right. So it's always Monty Kiffin's defense, or it's yeah. always Rex Ryan's <laughs> defense. Right. But, it's but if not, you're a defensive coach, right, it's, it's all yours. It's your defense. Right? <laughs> yeah. And also, we suck offensively, and it's your fault, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you made the wrong decision, or you didn't challenge this or that. The other thing that happens with defensive coaches, and it's and, and if they have success, they're hiring a coordinator every two years because they're not going to call the play. They're not going to call the offense, right? Right. So you hire a coordinator and say he does really well. Guess what they're going to want him to do? Be a head coach. People are going to come after and say, "Hey, we need a head coach. We like your we like your coordinator. We're going to hire him as head coach." Well, I just so, want a little bit of sympathy, Rick. This year for me, I have two football teams that I cover or, or uh, uh, enjoy watching: the Steelers and Penn State. Oh and God! Both managed to fire their offensive coordinators <laughs> in the middle of the season. Yeah, how'd so, that work out? That was not fair. It was, yeah, so I just it, 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 the the football gods were not fair to me. Can I just say James Franklin, the worst game day coach ever in the history of, of college so here, football? But what do you do? Here's the thing, Ricky. Wins ten, ten, literally wins ten games every year. Is that good enough? But uh, I mean, we are. Come on, we are a Penn State guy. So here's the. Th- I go back and forth on it, Rick. They they get good players. They go ten and two. They they they're competitive against Michigan and Ohio State, but ultimately don't win those games. They lose they'll, to them every year. They lose to them, and then they'll go to a New Year's Day bowl and they'll win it. Not that anybody cares about bowls at this point anymore. Anyway, like they would have been in the playoff like every year for the last if they, if they had a twelve team playoff. Not they made if they could beat Michigan far. and or Ohio State. No, I'm saying no. If there was a twelve team playoff, they'd oh, have been yeah. in the playoffs the last four, four, you know, four of the last five years or whatever. So what do you today? Remember that goes back to the old Jim Levitt thing at USF. Oh, you're tired of winning eight games every year. You want more? Okay, try something new. Now where are they? They're a little bit better. Yeah. How do you feel about four? And then yeah. six, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So, no, I, I just I'm had to commiserate you. there for a second. No, I'm with you. I, I think there's going to be seven to ten coaching changes this year. I think it's going to be massive in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah, and and your boy. And here's the thing, and I've I've thought about this out loud uh, a little bit because look, it it could have gone the other way. Like the Bulls told his team, you got eight days to, to get to be in first place, and they bought it, and they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could also be out of it pretty quickly. And if you are the Glazers and you decide to make a move with Todd Bowles and, and relieve him of his duties, hopefully not at 11 o'clock at night like Levy Smith, <laughs> um, what if Mike Tomlin's available? Well, I, I, what like if Mike Bill Tomlin... Belichick could be talked into coming to Tampa, which I find it impossible because, one, you're going to have to trade for him, and they went the trade route. It worked out for Gruden, but you had a much better team. You don't have that team now. But, like, would Mike Tomlin work here? Would that be a good hire? So, I, I'm, I'm okay if Tomlin doesn't coach the Steelers any longer. But that's mm-hmm. not the same thing as saying that he can't coach anywhere. Like, the day that he leaves the Steelers, he'll I would get think he'd have offer. a lot of offers, right? Somebody's going to hire him. He, if he wants, he'll coach again immediately. And... Uh, and again, I think he's a great coach. I just think he's been there so long. I just wonder if the message has just gotten old to the, at this point that he's well, just changed. Just change the players, then. In that, I mean, that's yeah, the NFL, well, right? They, yeah, I, I guess you could try that, I suppose. But in the end, I just don't. I just don't know. And I don't. They're not going to fire him. I mean, it would have to be a mutual thing. He'd almost have to go to them and say, you know what? Maybe we should 
part where he's here. The Roonies are not going to fire Mike Tomlin. But if they, if for somehow he became available, would he be the? I mean, you know, Rick, you know better than me. Would he be the right fit here? I mean, if they, it's, it's um, kind of Todd Bull. He's kind of, he's kind of a little bit more successful. Todd Bulls, right? You know what he is? He's he's first of all, he's not like you this know guy him too. By the way, yeah. Oh no, Mike's a real, Mike's like the real like Mike's the real deal. Like he, he is truly Iron Mike, but. To me, it would feel, and they're not the same guy. They're quite opposite in many ways. To me, it would be like bringing Lovey Smith here. You know, Lovey Smith had a lot of success in Chicago, right? right? You know him. You know what you're getting. He's really an original buck, right? He, he's coming home. Good story, right? Coming back to Tampa where he began his NFL career, you know, knows what it looks like. But is it, is it enough, you know? Like, right. is he is he the guy? Is he going to bring you a Super Bowl? Eh, he look, he won a Super Bowl, but it's been a while since he won a playoff game, which is why people in Pittsburgh don't like him. Well, he, the last, I mean, they've won three playoff games in the last, I don't know, twelve years, ten years, yeah. something like that. It's and, hard and, to and, believe, the, man. and 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 the quarterbacks they beat in those super in those playoff games, like yeah. AJ McCarron, Matt Moore, <laughs> Alex Smith. Seriously, those are the last three quarterbacks they beat in the playoffs. Those guys and could play. That's, <laughs> Matt Moore, when he's throwing 97, oh, and it, yeah. oh, that's a different Matt Moore. Yeah, show. that's the other Matt Moore, yeah. Yeah, start him against the so. Texas Rangers. He gets lit up every time. I don't know why. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> All right. That was so nice. We're going to do it twice. We got part two of our conversations with Tom Jones of the former Tampa Bay Times columnist, now with Pointer.org, coming up tomorrow. We're also going to have your mailbag questions. You can always submit those to us at any time by hitting us up at Twitter, at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter, at NFL Stroud, or my e- email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Tampa Bay Lightning begin this long West Coast sort of road swing in Vancouver tonight, right, Steve? Well, yeah, they were in Seattle on Saturday night. They're in Vancouver tonight. Victor Hedman left the game in the second period Saturday. He's a game-time decision for tonight. Steven Zamkos was sick on Saturday, didn't play. He was at practice on Monday, so it looks like he'll go tonight. And then they'll be in Edmonton and Calgary later this week. Yeah, a really important trip. I mean, they need to keep munching the points, as they say, Mm -hmm. and uh, they've done better of that up late. But we're getting to I think, isn't the line of demarcation or the awareness line or whatever you want to call it, like, Right around Christmas for the NHL? It really is. I mean, Thanksgiving, they always say the where the playoff teams are at Thanksgiving, a majority of those will be in the playoffs by the end of the season. Uh, but tonight is game 30 for the Lightning at 82. So you're you're past a third, the third pole at this point into the season. Yeah. Um, the Lightning standings-wise are in a playoff spot right now, but the, the honest truth is they've played more games than everybody else. Yeah. So their points percentage-wise, they wouldn't be once everyone catches up, assuming everyone keeps the same pace, which mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. But uh, So the Lightning, it's very important for them to to munch points, as John Cooper would say, particularly on the road, where they have not been very good this year. And just play better. Just be more consistent. You know, mm-hmm. Don't have those long swings where you go with no points. 
um, they certainly need to uh, to rack them up now before you get to the holidays. So should be fun. Appreciate you guys listening each and every day. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.